Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 18th edition of the 20 Questions Quiz Podcast. We're thrilled to have you join us once again as we dive into the endless sea of knowledge and curiosity. In each episode of this quiz, we embark on an intellectual adventure exploring a diverse range of captivating topics from science to history, sport to film, geography to culture and much, much more. Our mission remains resolute to ignite your curiosity, challenge your intellect and create an engaging learning experience for all of you. Whether you're a seasoned expert or an inquisitive quizzer, this quiz is for you. But before we commence, we have some more news about our Christmas special. We want your questions, your questions to feature on our Christmas Day show. That's right, we're inviting you, our listeners, to contribute your trivia questions to our Christmas Day episode in December. If you have a question that's been baffling your friends and family for years, send it our way and it could stump the world this Christmas. So do you have that classic brain teaser? Share it with us and let's make a holiday episode to remember. Reaching out to me is easy. You can contact me via email, 20questionsquiz at gmail.com. That is the word 20, questionsquiz at gmail.com. Or one word, or connect with us on Twitter at 20questionsquiz. We're eagerly awaiting your contributions and love hearing from you wherever you may be in the world. And we may be able to get you on the show on one of our recordings to say your question to the world. Get in touch with me as soon as you can. But for those of you who are joining us for the first time, here is how the game unfolds. You will face a series of 20 thought-provoking questions, each building on the last, with the challenge intensifying as we progress. We'll read each question twice to ensure you have a fair opportunity to grasp its essence before the timer starts ticking. But remember, you've got a mere 10 seconds to provide the correct answer. One incorrect response and it's game over. The journey concludes. The objective is to go as far as you can without getting a single wrong answer. So how far will you go and can you conquer all 20 questions? Challenge your intellect, fuel your imagination and get ready to prepare for another exhilarating quest for knowledge. Here we go for the 18th time. Let's play 20 questions. So once again, for the 18th time, settle back, settle in, and let me begin with question number one of 20. We start very, very easy, but we go harder as we go along. Your first question is this. Which item is used to keep you dry that is often referred to as a brolly? Which item that is used to keep you dry is often referred to as a brolly? Five, four... Three, two, one. An item that is used to keep you dry and is often referred to as a brolly is umbrella. The term brolly is a colloquial and informal way of referring to an umbrella in some English-speaking regions. It's a common and affectionate term to describe this rain-shielding accessory. Question two. In medieval times, what traditionally filled a moat? In medieval times, what traditionally filled a moat? Five, four, three, two, one. In medieval times, a moat, which is a deep, wide trench, typically filled with water. 
water is the right answer. The purpose of a moat was to serve as a defensive feature, creating a barrier around a castle or fortification. Question three. A heptathlon comprises how many events? A heptathlon comprises how many events? Five, four, three, two, one. A heptathlon comprises seven events. The heptathlon is a multidiscipline athletic event primarily designed for female athletes. The events include the 100 meter hurdles, the high jump, the shot put, the 200 meters, the long jump, the javelin, and the 800 meters. Question number four is this. Which oriental eating utensil originated in China? Which oriental eating utensil originated in China? Five. Four, three, two, one. The answer, of course, is chopsticks. They originated in China. They are one of the world's oldest eating utensils and have been used in Chinese cuisine for thousands of years. Chopsticks are typically made of wood, bamboo, or other materials and are used for picking up and eating food. They are widely used in many East Asian countries, including China, Japan, Korea, and Vietnam, as well as other parts of the world where East Asian cuisine is popular. Chopsticks are known for their versatility and are an integral part of Asian dining culture. Question five. The talon is another term for which part of a bird? The talon is another term for which part of a bird? Five, four, three, two, one. The talon is another word for the claw of a bird of prey, such as an eagle or a hawk. These sharp curved claws are used by birds of prey for catching and gripping their prey. They are typically strong and well suited for grasping and holding onto animals, often with great force. Talons are a defining feature of raptors and are a crucial part of their hunting equipment. Claw, the right answer. Five down, 15 to go. Question number six. What name is given to an official count of the population? What name is given to an official count of the population? Five, four, three, two, one. An official count of the population is typically referred to as a census. A census is a systematic and comprehensive collection of demographic and social data about the residents of a particular region or country. It is usually conducted at regular intervals, such as every 10 years, to provide essential information for government planning, resource allocation and decision making. Census data help governments and organisations better understand their populations, including factors like age, gender, ethnicity and more. We're a third of the way through. Question number seven. Bartlett, commis, and conference are types of which fruit? Bartlett, commis, and conference are types of which fruit? Five, four, three, two, one. 
Bartlett Comets and Conference are types of pairs. Pairs is the right answer. Question number eight. Which French phrase used to describe a female character in film who is an alluring or seductive woman, especially one who causes men to love her to their own distress? Which French phrase is used to describe a female character in film who is an alluring or seductive woman, especially one who causes men to love her to their own distress? Five, four, three, two, one. The French phrase I was looking for is femme fatale. This term is often used to describe a mysterious or captivating female character in literature, film or art who uses her charm and beauty to lead men into dangerous or destructive situations. This archetype of the femme fatale has been a common theme in film noir and other genres of cinema. Question nine, who played Cruella de Vil in the 1996 movie 101 Dalmatians? Who played Cruella de Vil in the 1996 movie 101 Dalmatians? Five, four, three, two, one. In the 1996 live action movie 101 Dalmatians, the character Cruella de Vil was portrayed by actress Glenn Close. Glenn Close's performance as the iconic Disney villain received critical acclaim and she became well known for her portrayal of the fur-obsessed and wicked character. The film is a live-action adaptation of Disney's animated classic 101 Dalmatians and was followed by a sequel, 102 Dalmatians, in the year 2000, in which Glenn Close also reprised her role as Cruella de Vil. At the halfway point, question 10. In France, what is a TGV? In France, what is a TGV? Five, four, three, two, one. In France, a TGV is a train à grande vitesse, which translates to high-speed train in English. Train is the right answer. The TGV is a network of high-speed trains operated by the French national railway company, CNCF. These trains are known for their exceptional speed and efficiency, connecting major cities across France and even extending to other European countries. Halfway point. Questions to come. On literature, myth, cartoons, Christianity and the animal kingdom. Question 11 is this. Name the mongoose in Rudyard Kipling's The Jungle Book. Name the mongoose in Rudyard Kipling's The Jungle Book. Five, four, three, two, one. The mongoose in Kipling's The Jungle Book is named Ricky Tikki Tavi. Ricky Tikki Tavi is a courageous and clever mongoose who becomes the protagonist in one of the stories of The Jungle Book. He is known for his bravery and his efforts to protect a human family from a pair of venomous cobras, Nag and Nagaina. The story of Ricky Tikki Tavi is a classic tale of heroism. 
and the struggle between good and evil in the jungle. Question 12. Mary Ann Nichols was the first victim of which serial killer? Mary Ann Nichols was the first victim of which serial killer? Five, four, three, two, one. Mary Ann Nichols was the first known victim of the notorious serial killer known as Jack the Ripper. Her murder occurred in London's Whitechapel on August the 31st, 1888. Jack the Ripper is one of the most infamous unidentified serial killers in history and the identity of the killer has never been definitely established. The case remains an object of fascination and speculation and it has generated numerous theories and investigations over the years. The Whitechapel murders attributed to Jack the Ripper were a series of gruesome and unsolved killings in the late 19th century. Eight to go. To mythology. What is the name of the three-headed dog in classic mythology that guards the entrance to Hades? What is the name of the three-headed dog in classical mythology that guards the entrance to Hades? Five, four, three, two, one. The three-headed dog that guards the entrance to Hades is Cerberus. In Greek mythology, Cerberus is a monstrous and terrifying creature with three heads, a serpent's tail, and a ferocious disposition. His primary role is to prevent the living from entering the realm of the dead and to keep the souls of the deceased from escaping. Cerberus serves as the guardian of the underworld, ensuring that the dead remain in the realm of Hades. Seven left. South America. Para, Maibo is the capital of which republic in South America? Para Maribo is the capital of which republic in South America? Five, four, three, two, one. Para Maribo is the capital of the Republic of Suriname in South America. Suriname is the smallest independent country in South America and is located on the northeastern coast of the continent. Paramaribo is not only the capital city but also the largest city in Suriname. The city is known for its diverse cultural heritage with influences from indigenous, African, East Indian, Javanese, Chinese, Dutch and other cultures. It is a vibrant and culturally rich city with a mix of architectural styles reflecting its colonial history and cultural diversity. Six to go. Cartoons now. What was the name of the ranger in the cartoon series Yogi Bear? What was the name of the ranger in the cartoon series Yogi Bear? Five, four, three, two, one. In the cartoon series Yogi Bear, the name of the ranger who is tasked with keeping Yogi Bear and his friend Boo Boo out of control is Ranger Smith. Ranger Smith is a recurring character who tries to maintain order and protect Jellystone Park from the antics of Yogi and Boo Boo. The show which first aired in the 1960s features the misadventures of Yogi Bear, a clever and perpetually hungry bear as he attempts to outsmart Ranger Smith 
get his hands on picnic baskets and cause just general mayhem in the park. Five left. Final five time. Questions standing between you and defeating 20 questions. US geography, feats, Christianity, the South Pacific and the animal kingdom. Question 16 of 20 is this, US geography. Which US state has borders with Wyoming, South Dakota, Iowa, Kansas, Colorado and Missouri? Which US state has borders with Wyoming, South Dakota, Iowa, Kansas, Colorado and Missouri? Five, four, three, two, one. The US state that has borders with Wyoming, South Dakota, Iowa, Kansas, Colorado and Missouri is Nebraska. Nebraska is located in the central part of the United States and shares its borders with several states in the region. It is known for its agricultural and rural landscapes and is often referred to as the Cornhusker State. The state's diverse geography includes the Great Plains, the Sand Hills and the Missouri River. Question 17, four left on this edition of 20 questions. In 1987, Stephen Roche became the first Irishman to win what? In 1987, Stephen Roche became the first Irishman to win what? Five, four, three, two, one. In 1987, Stephen Roche became the first Irishman to win the Tour de France. Stephen Roche's victory in the Tour de France was a historic moment in the sport of cycling and a significant achievement in Irish sport. Roche's remarkable success in the 1987 Tour de France is still celebrated as a monumental moment in Irish sporting history. He also won the Giro d'Italia and the World Road Race Championship in the same year, making him one of the few cyclists to achieve this remarkable triple crown in a single season. Three left. According to Christian tradition, which saint was the mother of the Virgin Mary? According to Christian tradition, which saint was the mother of the Virgin Mary? Five, four, three, two, one. According to Christian tradition, the mother of the Virgin Mary is known as Saint Anne. Anne is believed to be the mother of Mary and the grandmother of Jesus Christ. However, it's important to note that the specific details of Anne's life and her relationship with Mary are not recorded in the canonical Gospels of the New Testament, but are part of Christian tradition and writings. Anne is a venerated as a saint in various Christian traditions, including the Roman Catholic Church, and the Eastern Orthodox Church, and she holds a significant place in Christian religion, art, and culture. 19 of 20, the South Pacific. In Vanuatu, in the South Pacific, who or what is Bislama? In Vanuatu, in the South Pacific, who or what is Bislama? Five, four, 
In Vanuatu, Bislama is a language. Bislama is a Creole language that has evolved in Vanuatu as one of the official languages of the country alongside English and French. It is commonly spoken by its people and serves as a lingua franca and helps facilitate communication among the country's diverse linguistic groups. Bislama has a simplified grammar and vocabulary and has been influenced by English and various indigenous languages spoken on the island. It plays a crucial role in everyday life, education and commerce in the country. 19 down, one left. Here we go. The final question on this edition of 20 questions. If you've got 19 right in a row, this is the one you need to defeat it. 20 of 20 is this. What is the diet of limivorous animals? What is the diet of limivorous animals? Five, four, three, two, one. Limivorous animals. Their diet comprises mainly of mud or the earth. These animals, usually common in worms, eat mud or the earth to extract the organic matter from it to live. Mud or earth is the right answer. Are you still on terra firma or are you on cloud nine right now? Let me know on Twitter at 20 questions quiz or email me 20 questions quiz at gmail.com. I still have not heard from anyone who says they've got all 20 right in a row. If you have, I want to hear about it and maybe you get a shout out on a later show. And if you want to take part in our Christmas Day quiz that's going to be recorded in December, do you have a brain teaser that can stump the world? Let me know at 20 questions quiz or 20 questions quiz at gmail.com and I may be able to get you on the show that you can say your question to the world. Thank you for joining us wherever you may be in the world on this 18th edition of 20 questions. We're back every Thursday as always. From me, Johnny Bryan, thank you so much for your company. I'll see you soon once again, no doubt. Take care. Bye for now.